What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Whiskey Web and Whatnot. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, welcome. Yeah, this is Whiskey Web and Whatnot with uh, Robbie the Wagner and Charles William Carpenter the first, I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> I killed the other two, so it makes me the first now. Mm. That's it. Just changes as they pass. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I got to change my entire web persona. Who's going to know who I am anymore? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming to this misadventure. Uh, Robbie was laughing because I was mouthing the words as he was saying them. And uh, that would be like the best video snippet. <laughs> yeah. Speaking like, of video. If it matched up, like if there was no delay and I could tell that you were mouthing what I was saying, then it would have like made more sense. But it was just looked like you were like, yeah, that's kind of what I was doing. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to see if I could make you laugh in the intro, and I am successful. Uh, offhand, I know we often ask for suggestions and feedback via Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever, your favorite medium of connection. Our website contact form is a really popular one if you are sending messages in foreign languages or asking us yeah. to buy some adult-themed products. That's yeah. usually a good way to get a hold of us. Uh, yeah, if you only speak Russian or you're selling sex toys, then uh, go to shipshape.io and contact <laughs> us. <there>. Exactly. <laughs> All things aside, um, we uh, we have been discussing uh, starting to publish a video as well. Mm -hmm. uh, if you think that's a cool idea or have any feedback or suggestions around that, let us know. Yeah. Or if you're like, please, I don't want to see your faces. Let's just stick to audio that's valid too let us know yeah i'd be curious in general like how many people want to see video of any podcast not just of us like do you listen to podcasts actively and want to watch what we're doing or do you just you know kind of put it on in the background commuting or walking around or whatever because you know if no one wants the video then we can save some time and money not doing it so <laughs> yeah exactly Alrighty, so uh, let's talk about whiskey first. That's the first yeah. W, the first of many W's to come. The first what? <laughs> Today in our uh, lowbrow series, that's not really lowbrow, but our less expensive series, we're going to cover a bourbon, Buffalo Trace. If you listen to the last one where we did this, we did um, the Sazerac Rye. So this is both from the Buffalo Trace Distillery, but it's their namesake offering. It is 90 proof. We don't know the mash bill specifically, but Buffalo Trace has four different mash bill numbers that they set up. So this is mash bill number one, which is a low rye mash bill, but it is bourbon. It's not age stated, but as on average, six to eight years. So yeah, without further... I do. I managed to get it on my shirt, so if we're doing video, hopefully you can see that. Mm -hmm. I need to not have this white shirt, mm. but this is my, like, this is one of the uh, Todd Snyder. Like, it was cold today, so I was like, let me get one more use out of my cold weather stuff. But anyway. Oh. It was, continues to be warm here. I think it was like 70 this morning at like 7 a.m., and uh, I was like, Oof, it's going to get up there a little bit. Was planning to walk out to grab some lunch also later. So I think I better be prepared for that. So this is like a six-year-old Uniglow Arizona Polo. I used to wear these on the regular in D.C. because you're often sweating and you want that to dry quickly yeah. as soon as you get indoors. They're tried and true. I still endorse those. But back to the whiskey. I smell pine cones and honeysuckle. Mmm. I definitely get some sweetness. I was going to say just kind of honey, but I don't, I'm not catching like floral sweetness in that way. And a little bit of like an old leather belt. 
Mm. Ooh, and actually, you know what? Some cola, but not like Coca-Cola, more like RC cola. I smell a little RC cola. Oh, yeah. Or like cola nut in general, like less mass-produced cola and more like essence of cola. Yeah. <laughs> oh, du cola. Yeah. Like, did you ever have the, uh, it's like Pepsi 1880-something? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, No, but do they like release like old formulas or something? I'm not sure if it was an actual old formula or if it was just, um, they just used like cola nut, like sugar and hmm. like very minimal ingredients. Yeah. I haven't had that, but it sounds like those, uh, the ones you would get at like Sprouts or something, like all natural sodas. Mm-hmm. And they'll have a cola flavor. That would be, I think. But made by Pepsi. Right. <laughs> so not good is what you mean. Sorry, we'll never be sponsored by Pepsi. I actually liked it, but they were like, Four or five bucks for like a can of soda. Like, I'm okay. I don't need another one. No, that's not the appeal. Bespoke soda. I just took a little drink of it. Mm-hmm. And I still get a little a little bit of cola, but I also get, a, and I don't know because you said nut, but like a little nuttiness, like a, yeah. mm, I want to say like a walnut to it slightly. So yeah. I'm getting some peanut M&Ms, I think. Mm. Which are the best. Oh yeah. Hands down. Yeah, it almost has like a little fizziness in the beginning of my tongue. Maybe a little bitterness like from like a lime rind or something. Cool still, little nuttiness. It's good. It's good. It's very... Yeah. Do we know how much rye is in this? Low. Well, all we know is low. Because mm. I get a little burn after I've taken my second sip now on the back of my throat. So it's like a late spiciness in there. A little hug. Yeah. It is only 90 proof, so... Because like... For being a little lower proof and low rye, I think this is very complex and interesting. I'm pleased with it. Mm -hmm. I can see why people lose their minds and go to the ABC store and buy the like two they ever get. Yeah, I mean, so we might as well just go right into ratings then. Because I think that like bang for your buck, this is usually between $25 and $30 Mm -hmm. most places. And it's fairly accessible. I mean, I find it pretty decently. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great sipper. It's not just like, mm, this is on hand, I make cocktails with it or whatever, so, which obviously could. You won't right. feel bad about that given the low cost. I mean, it's, I think it's like one of the best values for money on the market given that cost and this, this taste. So given that, I, I'm giving it, I'm giving it an eight. It's an almost, I'd say it's just about perfect for all of those reasons. Like, yeah. I would constantly come back to this very easily. Go to the store. If this is available, I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm realizing, I think maybe the problem is we're spending too much money. <laughs> so, like, getting some of these crappier, or not crappier, but cheaper whiskeys is, like, it makes you feel better about it. Because it's a high bar if you spend $150 on a bottle. Exactly. Of, like, this has to blow me away for me to ever buy it again. But, yeah, at this price point, this is... I think the best thing you can get for 25 bucks. I agree. I haven't tried everything that's 25 bucks, but I've tried a lot of them and this one is up there. So I'm going to say eight. Yeah, I've had this a number of times. It's an easy go-to. I'll look at this and like Maker's Mark and very, you know, many other like mass-produced readily available whiskeys and I will just go for this every time because it's good. It delivers Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm never upset. I share it with friends. Everybody tends to agree. Everybody thinks like, yes, this is good. I'm happy with this choice. And I think many of the others that we have reviewed that are 60, 70, up to a hundred dollars, 
and that have given us like mm, okay feelings or whatever else like feels like so much of that is instead put into the marketing rather than the quality of the recipe and the product itself. Mm-hmm. So all, all kinds of that. I, uh, as I, I saw this discussion in a whiskey group recently and then like one person was saying, well, one person initially said, have this $300 bottle, finally decided to try it. And I was like, well, claps to you right there already because these aren't trophies, like, right? These are mm-hmm. consumables meant to be had and enjoyed. And uh, they were disappointed. They were like, oh, all this money and like, that's crazy. And someone else said, yeah, I will never spend more than $100 ever on whiskey. And oftentimes less than that because these reasons. It's meant to be drank. It's, I don't ever find most times when you have whiskeys that are $200 and more, they oftentimes tend to be like no better than a $50 one. And even so, very disappointing because you have all this like hype and build up around it and whatever else. I spent all this money and now I want it to be great and it's not great because, you know, it's just fine. And so then it's just hype and, and marketing. And I think that does often ring true, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you agree with your stoic view there on things. Well, let's, uh, we've settled on that. Buffalo Trace, really good, readily available, inexpensive that is a top choice that I would give most people that are like, recommend me a whiskey. Yeah, go get this one. You can get it. I mean, here you can get it at the grocery store or the uh, pharmacy, which is interesting that a pharmacy sells liquor. But that happens here. Yeah. And uh, go for it. Yeah. So let's talk about some web technology. Yeah. So I think it was the last episode. I never remember what order we do these in. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it was that we talked about date pickers. Recently. Yeah, so my advice still holds true that you should never build your own. And while researching time pickers, I encountered uh, another use case for native inputs. I found a old like bootstrap color picker that we were using. And bootstrap requires you to ship a ton of stuff you don't need and it needed jQuery and like all of this bad stuff. And it was like on Babel 6, like it was causing issues with everything. (laughs) And I looked into how we were using it and it was like literally just the same usage as a native color picker. So there is a input type equals color, which you just, it shows like a little box of the color that's selected and you click it and it gives you this nice like color wheel thing where you choose the color you want and you can like do a slider to change some stuff and you can do like you can type in like hsl or hex or or different values so it's really robust and just built in into one line of html so like tons of bang for your buck there so i thought it would be interesting if we went through like just from memory what types of inputs do we know of and then let's see which ones we missed and just like what new has been added that we had no idea existed. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's great. I know we talked about date last time. I believe I talked about the telephone type and that you can actually pass in regex as a pattern attribute in that. I mean, we have email is an easy one, which checks some auto formatting for correct email things. Yeah. So adding to date, there's time specifically. Mm -hmm. There's date and time. You know what I love about time is that like people implement things like time as a you know select or something, and then they've got to add all of the possible values and what other increment they can. 
And time is just the browser knows all the times. Can you set an increment attribute on that in any way? Like maybe I want to set. You can. Yeah. You can set increment and you can provide it a list. All of the things you would expect from building your own and spending months maintaining it. Boom. It just does for you. It goes away. Oh, <laughs> so much code could be deleted out there. And that brings me so much joy. Yeah. I think that's, you know, oftentimes they'll ask like what makes a senior engineer. And I think joy in deleting code is one of them. Like getting rid of stuff and not being attached to that. Like yeah. that I think makes you senior. Yeah. Because early in your career, you like make things and you're just like, my little baby, I did this and I think this is great. <laughs> and it is all those things. But also it's very satisfying to be like, I no longer need this because I've learned enough about my tools. Yes, I opened a, a PR the other day that refactored, I think, 20 files to TypeScript and like got rid of some weird two-way binding stuff. So it like added fields. So it was like actual data down actions up versus like two-way binding. Mm -hmm. So I added things, I converted things to TypeScript, which you know adds things. And like the result at the end was like a net two-line deletion overall. <laughs> like nothing added. I was like, yeah, we uh, had a lot of <laughs> really uh, pointless stuff in here. Right. Which maybe made sense at the time. It's hard to say, but always looking to improve, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so are there more? Are there any other surprise inputs that uh, we didn't name before? Or I'm not sure. I was going to try to think of, uh, let me think of which other ones we missed. Uh, there's password, like, so that you can't see it. It just makes it the little dots. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's an obvious old one, but I mean, very good and worth pointing yeah. out. Number, number, I don't think we said number. Right, yes, which is nice. But I think um, the funny thing about that is it's like type number and it only lets you put numbers and then I think has the little like up down thing for incrementing. Mm -hmm. But I think when you check it in JavaScript, like when you're saying like whatever this input dot value, it's actually like a string or something weird, right? I feel like it is. So yes, all inputs are strings, but there is a, um, I'm forgetting what it is now. I think it's like mm. value as or something. Okay. You can basically say like as a number. Okay. And so that then when JavaScript gets it, it won't be a string. It'll But like you can also yeah. just parse it. If you know it's a number input, you can say like parse int or whatever. Yeah. I see, I wrap it in the primitive, right? In you, uh, an instance, because I just like that for readability's sake, right? When some, like I'll do that with Booleans or whatever else. And it's like, it's very clear what this is. I don't do like bang, bang or whatever, things like that, like, yeah, it's a quick workaround, but it's, I feel, isn't as readable. So anyway, image, come on. We forgot about image. Image, yeah. Image, that's a thing. Image input, defined by the source thing. Yeah, so it's, uh, if you get the input mm. and do value as number is what we were looking for. Sorry, I was looking that Okay, up. yeah, I like it. All right, range. So let's look at these. I'm looking now. So I, I don't, I'm not this smart. Oh, okay. Uh, range is one. Uh, oh, URL. Looks like a text input, but has validation parameters for and relevant keyboard support. Is it just a like a regex? Yeah, I would imagine. But I like that. And then what was the only other one I saw here that was different? Um, oh, not different, but we just didn't file. 
right? Now it automatically gives you like the choose file. Yeah. Oh, right. Just a good one. Yeah. So how is input? I mean, how is image different than file? Let's see here. Input type image. Oh, graphical submit buttons. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Of an image rather than a text. I would never have done that. I would have just changed it with CSS. <laughs> Which, you know, that's true. I don't think that one's a very good one now that I see it. But I see its usage and I say, no, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, and the, the obvious ones of checkbox and yeah. uh, radio. We didn't say those. but I mean, there's just input type text, right? Did you say text? <laughs> Probably not. The default, No. Yeah, well, there you go. You failed this interview. Thanks for applying, Robbie. It's okay. I can invert a binary tree real quick. Well, can you do that real quick? Yeah, I just use input type invert binary tree and <laughs> input the binary tree in there. And I grab the input and then I get the uh, big O notation of its processing time. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Or you just ask ChatGPT. Right. Only if you're a paid subscriber will they give you that information. The big O? Yeah. They'll give you big O without big money. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a tire place here called Big O Tires. So it's like that's the big O that I keep thinking of. Do they do uh, tire changes really fast? Really fast. Yes, actually. Like log time? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the size of the tire and rim combination. So you need mm -hmm. to work on those combinations to make the efficiency there. You know, it turns out this isn't whiskey web, whatnot, and jokes. Should be, though. It should. Further iterations. That title wasn't as catchy. Yeah, WWWJ. What would... See, it's got to be... Uh, web. WWJD, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, web topics. I am going to skip past my second one for now because I feel like it's transitional to whatnot. Okay. So, a little over a week ago, because we've talked about Superbase on here before and heralded its ease of use and niceties and the fact that it isn't Firebase, Google owned, and uh, you can. And is endorsed by Nicki Minaj. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Superbase is? Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyway. Because that's, that's her song. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. <laughs> joke thing again i forget it's yeah rim shot so they launched some new features a whole bunch of things but in particular some things that kind of stood out to me one nice thing was around like because it is like essentially a hosted database and then a bunch of know, modules around that to like work with that database but gives you auth and some other niceties like completely built into it the resumable uploads, which is a nice feature to have. Yeah, I'll like catch the stream very nice. and let you resume the stream. I love that. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. There's some things around like their admin platform and their dashboard and some like logging and other less sexy things. But I also like that as part of their like whole self-hosting thing, you can do your own edge functions, right? So you basically can have your own lambdas with their module. And that's supported through Deno Deploy as well and some other places. So that's kind of nice. So adding some of the nice things that are in Netlify and Vercel into their whole database hosted or cloud setup, I thought that was a really neat additional thing that I wouldn't mind playing with. Yeah, I think the, the resumable uploads are amazing. Like I can't count the number of times that I have tried to upload or download something. And because I live in the middle of nowhere and had terrible internet, it's like 
oh yeah, like you're uploading this thing that's a gigabyte. And for normal people, it's still somewhat big. It might take, you know, a little time, but they would take me hours mm. and it'd be like, all right, you're 90% done. And oh, I failed. Okay, you can start over. <laughs> right, exactly. And you're like, no, <laughs> yeah. that's all those yeah. uh, bit torrents you were trying to get, right? So you could get illegal games and stealing Mickey, Nicki Minaj's album. Like that, all of those things were like, I haven't done that in a long time. I used to steal a lot of stuff, as did we all probably. But uh, now that I've made some money and things, I just pay for everything. The only one thing I will never pay for, but I also don't steal anymore, is Photoshop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, why did we all yeah. have copies of all of this crazy software at some point? I think it's just so you could get it. It is how I learned Photoshop at first. Well, no, I guess it was I needed to get it actually for a photo course. And I was like, how much is it? It's like $400. I'm a student. So I'm trying to like, no. And I had some friends help me get it and used it and learned it in that way for a while. And then you just kind of keep getting it that way for a while. I think it was just about like seeing what you could get, not necessarily needing or using. Like I, I remember having like crazy like film and audio editing things. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, and this is a thousand dollar software. I've never used it once. I never opened it once. So, yeah. But it was about like, seeing if the cracks worked and if you could keep it yeah. free and whatever. And yeah, there was there was a lot of bad stuff. But like, I mean, shame on Adobe for being like, the people that buy this must already be professionals right. in this field. Because those people can afford it, of course. But like, if you want to learn and like pull yourself up to be in that profession, no way are you spending the money they want. Like, yeah. And maybe that's why they switched to the like subscribe yeah. thing. That's much more approachable. I guess, but I also don't like paying for software in perpetuity. Like for as long as you have this, if right. in two years from now you want to open it, you got to pay 24 months of su subscriber thing. Like, Or maybe I'm stupid and I should not subscribe and go back and whatever. I don't know. Maybe there is a better model to that. But And I feel like the subscriber model has like gone everywhere. Like my air conditioning company, mm -hmm. it sold to my wife a subscription thing that was supposed to give us things like priority discounts on services and priority scheduling and all this kind of stuff. And we did it for like six months and had a couple of leaks in uh, with our kitchen sink. And I didn't feel the priority at all. I was like, so why am I paying you $30 a month? Mm -hmm. So that you collect $30 a month for people who forget about subscriptions? Like, yeah. Yeah, we have a similar thing with the people that cut our grass. Like, they charge you all winter long mm. to be like, oh, it's just a subscription and you just pay the same amount every month. And I'm like, or, and hear me out, Yeah, just charge me for the times you come out. Like, I'd feel better about that. Yeah, and they're like, well, if you do that, if you cancel, we may not be able to fit you in next spring and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, our pool people are like that because, like, it does work out because they never don't come. Yeah. They always come at least like once or twice a month, even in the winter when it's more dormant. But then chemicals don't evaporate as quickly and everything else. But like, and then they come more in the summer and it's like same cost regardless. So I, I'm a little more in that. If they just didn't show up for months, but still charge me, I'd be annoyed. I'd be really mad that this was still happening. Whiskey Web and Whatnot is brought to you by EmberConf. EmberConf is back in person this year in Portland for a special celebration of 10 years since the 1.0 release of Ember. Been a long time. 
There are lots of great talks, as always, but I'm particularly excited about one Walk the Line Convention in Country Music and Development. So that just sounds like a really interesting talk, linking those two things together. And I'm, of course, excited for whatever magic Ed Faulkner drops in his keynote. Always fun stuff there. This year, the workshops are a little different, and they'll be included at no extra cost in a two-hour block during the second day of the conference. There's a lot of cool options there. There's a deep dive into building B2 add-ons, an intro to animations in Ember, and of course, a live recording of this podcast. That's right, Whiskey Web and Whatnot will be live at EmberConf recording an episode in person. So if you're a fan, we would love to see you there. Space is limited for all of the workshops, so register soon to make sure you get space in your preferred one. I'm definitely excited to be back in person this year and hope to see Ember friends new and old in Portland July 20th to 21st for one of the best conferences in the business. Get your tickets now at emberconf.com. So, uh, yeah, after uh, another tech thing that I did want to bring up, talk about a little bit, just kind of like top of mind for various reasons, but like, it occurs to me as I go through tech Twitter nuances and topics and whatever else. And you think about like how last year was like so inundated and you know, the last few years, I guess I'd say is so inundated with blockchain technologies and blockchain products and blockchain related things and integrating the blockchain into every nuance of life. And then there was a massive crash for crypto, Mm -hmm. but like, it's not like these things went away. These technologies haven't gone away. I'm sure it's been a bit obscured and pushed to the back for, you know, everybody's interest in AI and ChatGPT and some of those other things and arguing now over like Rust and TypeScript and I don't know, whatever. These are still underlying technologies, but what happened to blockchain? I mean, is it, do you think it's going to be a thing again? You think there'll be some rise? Yeah. I mean, I think, I haven't really followed the rise and fall of everything new as it comes out, but I think there's always a big, like when someone announces something new and cool, like you know, front end JavaScript frameworks, when they first came out, there were a bunch of them, you know, everybody was really into them, whether they were good for them or not at the time, like just using it all over the place. And the same thing kind of happened with blockchains. Like I want to be the first people to make something like I, I want to have the first NFTs, the first coins, like because all of those are going to do the best because there's less competition. So getting in there really quick, and then it becomes really saturated because like 100,000 people did that. And you're like, oh, well, you know, I used to think most NFTs were worth a good amount of money because they like didn't have that many. But now that you can get everything as an NFT, it's kind of like, eh, well, if they're like, you know, I think now it's more like an actual trading card or something like it's worth a dollar or two or whatever but it's not like something i'm going to get rich on yeah so i think like things that are need to be trusted and immutable are like the biggest thing that it could be later is like you know we brought up a few times like doing uh history of all the maintenance you've done on your house and like the times it's sold and like all the info on that and like you know stuff like that or like government documents things that shouldn't ever change like that kind of stuff i think has a good use case for it. Right. And you're not going to get the marketing power that was there before, right? Like, I mean, let's be honest, like the people that were really pumping the technologies were those who would gain the most, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. And that has like probably moved into the next phases of other bits where they can make more money and just say, blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. We look at this party. Yeah. Now they're going to talk about whatever other thing. 
Yeah, like AI. Yeah. You just put AI, AI, AI on anything, and it's worth tons of money now. How do I get a, a Lambo with AI? You know, that's the real question, because that was the big thing. Well, so I got a Lambo, bro. Yeah, I think so. I think in crypto, you could almost accidentally get a Lambo if you did things the right way. Right. But like in AI, I think you have to be building the AI. Like I am not smart enough Mm -hmm. to do the things you need to do to make tons of money. I guess you could invest in someone you believe in that's like you think could build the next best like AI model. But like, I don't really know anyone doing that. And I think the people that know that they're smart enough to do that and know they're going to make tons of money already are talking to like big pocket investors, not not going to open it up to you and I to invest in their company. Yeah, to get involved. Yeah. Right. And they're not on Twitter going, you know, buy my next art piece, pixelized art piece. Yeah. And sell out and get rug pulled as we may have been a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, it happened some. <laughs> I can turn myself into a pixelized art piece. Look. Yeah. Whoa, is that your filter? <laughs> Pixel filter. It's a part of the camera. 8-bit Robbie. Yeah. Anyway. Well, like talking about places to have discourse around technology or any other subject matter you might like. Everybody is just, basically I'd say like um, 60% of the tweets I've seen the last couple of days are blue sky invites, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's been huge. And like, obviously I haven't gotten an invite, yeah. but the screenshots that I see of people like taking pictures of their accounts or their, I guess they don't call them tweets, whatever they call them there. It looks exactly like Twitter. Like, I feel like there's some major lawsuits that are going to happen <laughs> here sometime soon. But um, yeah, I think from what I've heard, everyone's like, oh, it feels a lot like when Twitter first came out. It's like, just a different feel. It feels nice. And like, you know, we all want to be here instead of on Twitter now, which is fine, except we can't all be there and not everyone will move over. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's the same with like, like it feels like a better replacement than Mastodon. Like more people are going to it and staying there versus like what happened with Mastodon. But it's still like not going to be that great. I think like maybe one day it will be, amazing and everyone will be on it and like i'm certainly going to try it out and be there in case it does take off but right but it's sort of like well yeah sure it's great because it's a closed loop right now right and if you you know have a small amount of people they only want content from and that's all you're seeing well magically great but you know if people did all move over i mean for now you're curating the folks you want to engage with you know, and I guess if that's the thing you want, you could have done that a lot of places, right? So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's it remains to be seen, like if it will always be invite only, or like if it if there's going to be ways to game the system, or like how many bots will be there or not, right? Like if you could basically guarantee everyone has to have an invite from like a person we've verified as like real or something, and then like we can control that there's basically no bots or dumb stuff on here, Yeah. then that makes it interesting. It certainly also makes it interesting for ad revenue because you can be like, you know, if I put an ad on here, I can guarantee that all the people that are seeing it are like real and interested or maybe not interested, but like captive audience. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of cool potential, but I'm skeptical. But I'm always skeptical of things and they're like the new best thing ever. Right, like, so it must be really when good. When TikTok came out, 
Yeah, I was like, man, TikTok is dumb. Like, no one's ever going to use this. It's just for like little kids to post dance videos and do stupid things. Mm. And now it's like the biggest thing ever. So I still kind of don't like it, though. I don't like short form snippet, oh, yeah. 30 second video, whatever thing. Like, talk about attention problems. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't watch a five minute video. You can't, like, I don't know. I just, well, that's the thing yeah. is like, that's what people are now. Like over half of the people are like, I can't possibly watch a thing that's more than like 30 seconds and doesn't have like every couple seconds fast paced jokes or comedy happening or dancing happening or like something to get my attention back. Because yeah. if you don't do that, I'm going to go like, all right, I'm three seconds into the video. Ooh, something shiny across the room. Like, you know, it's, mm. it's really bad. And I agree that I hate it. However, I am going to accommodate and start making some videos oh my. because like, why not? Right. Mm, I'm staying out. You can have that one. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I mean, I think West boss has like 50,000 followers on there or something, mm. which was really surprising to me. Like I know he has a huge following all over the internet, but I'm like, TikTok, like really? But okay. I guess there's something for everyone. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you think worldwide, right, and how many devs are on there, I'm sure there's enough that are like, just want to get quick tip of the day or whatever he's doing. I have no idea what he's doing there, but I can see him saying like, I'm giving you one valuable piece of information per or something. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. But like still, I feel like like I was planning on making like one to five minute videos and putting them on YouTube of being like, here's a quick tip. Like, here's how I would implement it whatever so it takes a couple more minutes than like the quick 60 seconds or less video right and then still is very short but maybe it's not short enough i don't know okay then yeah i guess uh good luck with that i'll uh yeah we'll see <laughs> yeah well you know we'll see with all the things i guess in that sense yeah blue sky as the next it's not really doing anything different so that's where i have at least like tiktok sort of i mean it it didn't invent the short format video by any means. I was like Vine or something that made that popular first. Yeah. It's just Vine. Like they've made it better and nicer looking and right. snappier and whatever, but it's just Vine. Yeah. Like all you kids think you're doing something cool. We had Vine. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder then if something is like ripe for reinvention. I don't know if it's Twitter, but maybe it's Facebook or something like that. Talk about like well, Facebook is dead. It is a like, yeah, dead sandbox of garb of just garbage yeah so like maybe that is ripe for some kind of reinvention then i think facebook really is good for like finding a person and being able to like message them yeah like yeah i think it's a good you know i found the person i meant to find i can now contact them kind of platform i think as a social media platform of people posting hey i'm doing this or here's a picture or a video it's yeah, it's no. dead no one wants that anymore no one wants that by any means. Yeah, which is good. It's oversharing got us in this problem. But uh, I saw a thing recently that said, like, Facebook Marketplace is the best part of Facebook. Mm. It's what Craigslist could have been kind of thing. It is nice, except for when you get shot when you go to sell someone something. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, right, right. Crazy's all over the place. I don't know. I mean, I've sold things on Craigslist. But I actually did sell things years ago on, on Facebook Marketplace early on. Because you were able to like get a really fast turnaround for things. And it was supposed to be like real people, at least, you know, Craigslist. It could be like, that's yeah, anybody. Uh, completely, there's no verification whatsoever. So, you know. Yeah. But still, like, I feel like it should be 
a third party type of thing. Like um, I haven't used like Poshmark or like mm. the things that are out now where it's like have some old clothes and sell them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I think those are like, they do it right of like, you know, we're the middleman. We're going to print you like a shipping label or something. And then like yeah. you just send it that way. You don't have to be like, Hey, what's your address? And like, I'm going to show up and like, knife you to death or like take your money or yeah something it's just like we we'll send it for you <laughs> like it's hard though if you're like i sold like a desk on there like when we moved into our house you know we were coming from an apartment in dc and moved into like a full-size house we we're like wow we barely have stuff for this for like a regular house so like the previous owners left us some stuff and uh and then as we like you know, certain things like there was an office desk or whatever else. It was like, okay, use this at first. Okay, I don't like it. I got a new desk. Sell it. You know, you got to put it on Craigslist, put it on Facebook Marketplace. I don't know. I tried the Marketplace for that and they got to come get it Yeah, from you, right? You can't ship that. Yeah. So there's things like of the larger nature. But then again, I mean, I mean, are you going to, are you using furniture sales as your ability to murder and rob people? I don't know. So <laughs> maybe the desk killer. Yeah. <laughs> the desk murderer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think that was the only thing I ever sold on like some furniture things. So, yeah, I don't know. Close. Yeah. I sold an Apple watch one time mm. and like this guy, like, I think this happened to me twice. I'm trying to remember the time before, but like I only sold like a decent dollar value electronic, like both times I did it. Okay. I forget what the first one was. Right. But like the guy shows up and we had agreed on, you know, let's say 300 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, uh, you know, best I can do is 200, like after showing up or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, no. What? Like both of these guys like talked to me down for like an hour of like explaining to me why like it needed to be this or whatever. And then, the one with the Apple Watch also didn't have any money on him. Like he, we agreed on a price finally. And he was like, all right, walk with me to the ATM. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, this is extra weird now. Like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would not be cool with that. I'd be like, uh, no, I'm, we're not talking. It's $300 or I'm leaving. Yeah. And don't waste my time anymore. What's also fun. I don't know if you got any of these. I think it was from Facebook Marketplace. I forget, or maybe I posted something somewhere else, but like everyone that would contact you would be like, hey, I'm like a 68-year-old disabled truck driver with one leg and I like can't make it down there. So I'm going to need to like PayPal you the money and you ship it to me. And I'm like, first off, no. And second off, none of the things you just said are true and you're just scamming me because like, and I guess people fall for it, but like when you PayPal someone, there's like a a period where you can just be like, I can take the money back, like void it or whatever. Right. Some, like there's a way to get around, or maybe it was Venmo that you could do that. There was something where I'd heard of like, mm. people would send you the money, you would mail out the thing. And then like a couple hours later, they would just like take the money back. Mm. So like everyone was trying to do that and there was one guy who sent me some story similar to that of like, Oh, like my daughter's disabled or like so they, they do something to try to like pull on your heartstrings right. like, Oh, we're disabled and we really need this. And like, we like, and then they'll even give you more money. Like you're asking 300 and they're like, I'll send you 800 for well, like your trouble. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is the immediate like red flag to me yeah. of like, okay, well that's not going to work. I think I saw someone, I'm trying to remember the details now. Someone had a post about it where they like scammed the scammer back 
and kept like giving them reasons why they had to send money other places and like do other things or whatever. Mm. And then just like waited for like, they were like, Hey, I'm not sending you the item now or whatever. I don't know. But it was, it was like something crazy where it was like a huge like table saw or something they couldn't mail. And he was like, all right, cool. Like I'll ship that to wherever. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then I guess <laughs> that's the thing jokes on them. If they send you the money and then you're like, okay, cool. I'm not sending it to you at all. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Both sides of it, I guess. Yeah. One guy, I just like, as soon as he sent his first message, I was like, hey, what's up, scammer? And he was like, damn you to hell. And like, just stopped texting me. Mm. (laughs) Like, wow, that got aggressive quickly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'll see you there, buddy. Uh, mm. Well, okay. So I don't know. Moral of the story is don't sell your tech on Facebook marketplace maybe or Craigslist. I'm not sure. Don't sell things that are like easily like small things that are valuable and easy to like buy and sell and move, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like like a desk, I think you would get people that are serious buyers because it's like, right. I actually want a desk. There's probably not much margin in like stealing a desk. So Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Furniture is good for that kind of thing. I feel like most of my tech, I end up just like passing down. It's not often I'm just like selling that one off. It's like, oh, I got a new Apple Watch, you know, I'm giving, passing that down to someone, the old one. Yeah. Phones for sure. I've been doing that for a while. Every time I upgrade a phone, somebody in the family gets a new phone. So, yeah, I've just been giving mine to my parents every time I get a new one. Yeah. Same thing. So, whatever works for them, works for me. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Cool. So by the time this comes out, it'll be about time for the new Zelda game. And I think we mentioned it, it will. a little bit before. Yeah, it'll be about uh, release. So we'll be taking a several week break from recording. Yes. And working. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really trying to decide when I'm going to, I should probably start it soon. I want to start Breath of the Wild again and just kind of get familiar with the gameplay and the story again and, you know, fiddle around and do some cool stuff. But I know that's going to be a slippery slope and I've been letting my son play Super Mario Odyssey mm. for a bit. So I'm like, they're going to stop his thing to do this, and then we got to go back and forth for a bit, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But have you started Breath of the Wild? Not recently. I think maybe like four months ago or something, I started it. Mm. Like before Hogwarts Legacy came out. Uh, yeah. I don't know when that came out because every month is the same. But um, <laughs> yeah. before that, it, I was playing... Uh, Were you wearing sweatshirts or no? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Mm. But I played uh, probably like a week or so. Like I'd play every night uh, after work. And then, yeah, something happened to where I like... I do that a lot. If I stop playing a game for like a couple minutes, I'm just out of that like... Yeah. I don't know, the dopamine cycle, I guess. And I was like, hey, I don't want to... Okay. Like start it back up. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I kind of done that a couple of times, like buy a game, play it for, you know, a few days in a row and stuff. And then like, oh, okay. Like I got the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 or whatever that was on sale. Grab that, start playing, having a little like, I remember how fun this was. I'm really bad at this right now. Oh, okay, now I can do a couple of tricks on to level two. Oh, this one's harder. Okay, I think I'm going to take a break. Now I forget how to do everything. So <laughs> why pick it up again, you know? Yeah, it's also hard, like, because I was playing some Xbox games and also Switch games. And, like, I don't know if I've complained about this on the podcast before, Mm -hmm. but they have the same button letters 
in different locations. Oh. So it's like, press X. And I'm like, I don't know where that is anymore because I'm confused because I've played both systems and like, mm -hmm. oh, I died. Like, <laughs> I can't figure out like yeah, yeah. what to press when anymore. So like, I kind of have to commit to a game at a time and just like, yeah. like when Zelda comes out, I'm going to play just it for a couple months or whatever. And that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, what you need to do is get like a third-party controller that you can start in various modes. So then, you know, or something like that, or remap it or something. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, this is the eight-bit dough controllers. Is I have a couple of them, and my brother recommends them because you can like pre-program some stuff and then like turn it on as an Xbox controller, but then switch where things are or vice versa, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you want everything to be Xbox, then you can be like, here it is for Switch, but then I remapped. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. They're like 50 bucks, 40, 50 bucks on Amazon. There's cool, like, looks like a PlayStation controller or there's one that looks like a like NES controller, but then has the extra stuff on there. There's some pretty neat ones. Nice. Yeah. That's our video game talk for the moment. There's a, a Star Wars game coming out soon, actually, for, on the EA site for PC. It's like um, the, what was the one with the, the character Cal in it? Uh, I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. I think the like red-haired yep. kid that's like that one actor yep. that's actually a person. Yes. Yeah, I haven't played any in a while, any Star Wars games, because I'm just like... I think I'm scared that they're going to let me down. Mm. So I don't play them. Like I played several when I was like 12 or something. <laughs> there was Dark Forces for PC. I don't know if you played that ever. And uh, mm. yeah, there was like, I guess they were all for PC. Like, I mean, there were gaming systems, but like I would play stuff on PC because the games were better than like what was on Nintendo or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I played that. And uh, there was another one where it was like, more Jedi based and you could be like decide if you're going to be good or evil and like based on your actions and stuff I think you would get like yes like dark force powers if you like did too many dark things or something and it was cool yeah I remember that one because they kind of ported it to switch or something but then like just wasn't quite exactly the same Knights of the Old Republic or something like that I think it was is that the one you mean where you can kind of become or there's force unleashed I think that was a good one one of those where you can kind of sure. skew your character. Well, this was like the new one's called Survivor, and it's like the Fallen Order sequel. And Fallen Order was really good. So I don't know. You know, I would, uh, I think I played it on Switch actually or something. I had to have because I didn't have like PC options for quite some time. But I don't know. I found that game to be really good and fun. And so in terms of, you might be disappointed uh, with Star Wars games. There's plenty of those that have been. I, I typically had like just only played the Lego ones because it's like kitschy enough to where you don't care. I play a lot of the Lego ones, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they are super fun. Like it's kind of whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, oh, I know what it was when I had Stadia, mm. right? Like oh, the loss of Stadia having this like online gaming thing and you could play all over the place. I'd play on my TV with like... Uh, and then I could play on like my iPad on the go or whatever else. And I uh, love that. So I played Fallen Order there and so fun. Yeah. It is kind of annoying that it's gone. Like I feel like it was ahead of its time because like 
the thing that you don't want to do to play a game, like if you if there's a new game these days, they want you to download it versus buying a physical copy, which there are pros and cons to both. Sure. But then like, you know, a game, like a Star Wars game, if you went to download it, would be like 300 gigabytes mm-hmm. or something insane. Whereas if I can just stream it, it just has to boot up on that machine. And like, yeah, there's going to be some latency of me playing it or whatever, but... I don't have to sit there and wait for the download for like a day yeah. before I can play. <laughs> I was pretty pleased with the quality of it overall. You know, I never really had issues with streaming. And so, yeah, it's a real miss there. Somebody getting that right and sticking with it. And I don't know. People's complaints around Stadia were just like not enough games available, I guess. But I was happy with it with my like very passive gaming timelines like okay i'll get in and out of stuff and it's nice to not have to like have a dedicated machine for it have to like think about hardware and and like you said downloads or whatever else it's going to be it's just like i could pick up some games if i want yeah i used it to play destiny 2 a couple of times it was just so that like i didn't have to bring my xbox to my parents house i could just like because i would always be there for christmas and there would always be like a christmas event and i like want to get the cool christmas swag right so you got to at least log in and like grab some stuff Mm -hmm. so there was an easy way to do that and not have to carry anything really so Mm. yeah yeah womp womp we'll see (laughs) i've heard the the xbox streaming experience is actually pretty decent i don't know if you've tried that I have not. If you remember where I live now, it's not really an option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have Starlink now, but like, I don't think it would do well. Yeah. I thought people, some people were able to game on Starlink, but perhaps not where you're at. Well, you can game, but not streaming the game, I think. Right. Like, yeah. Well, uh, maybe someday when you move back to civilization. Hey, if anyone will buy our house. So I don't remember if it was the last episode we talked about, the people doing crazy offer stuff. Yeah. But like they came in insanely low after all of that, like mm. like 30 or 40% lower than asking price. Oh, wow. And I was like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> you know, and then like they also had a bunch of extra stuff. Like it was no contingencies technically, mm-hmm. but they were like, you will get the solar panels and their wiring and the batteries inspected within 15 days of ratification and like at your expense and you'll provide us a report of it and all of this, you're going to like get rid of your brush pile and like do all these things. And I'm just like, no, like you want to pay us less than we paid for the house and you want us to do all this stuff. (laughs) I don't think so. Right. Like, at that point, is it is negotiation over, right? I mean, if it's like so low, first of all, like just price alone, it's like not even in the ballpark. So you just say no, and that's that. Well, yes, I uh, like I thought about basically coming back with asking price and just being like, here's my counter. But rather than be a dick, I was just like, hey, if you want to try again, you can. But like. I'm not going to respond to this. Yeah, yeah, it's insultingly low. Yeah, they're like, we uh, we don't want to try again right now. So it's like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But interestingly, our uh, neighbors just listed their house for way, way, way less than we're asking, which is going to help us a lot, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, comps in the neighborhood. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Well, maybe you just need to embrace farm life. 
for a little bit. Well, I mean, I'm certainly not going to sell my house at a loss. I would have to be in a really bad spot to do that. So we might be here a while. Well, I mean, <laughs> I can make the most of it. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, good luck. Yeah, thanks. With our last couple minutes, uh, what have you been watching? Anything fun? Let's see here. We I've been watching the last season of Titans because I really enjoy that show and I'm sad that it is going away. But the last episode was really weird. It was like trying to be kind of trippy and has I, I don't know if you've seen that or are familiar with the characters, but it like had this character Gar who typically just turns into like animals. Apparently he's unable he's able to further unlock his ability to restructure his molecules and can like go into another universe or some weird shit. I don't know. Hmm. It was a little weird when watching that. Continue to watch uh, Mandalorian and watch the most recent episode of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the end. Yeah. I um, didn't realize that it was out until like a couple of days ago. Mm. <laughs> so I started, I watched like the first two or three episodes, but I'll, I'm sure I'll finish that in the next couple of days. Yeah, won't take long. Use that when you jump on the Peloton or something. Well, I got to watch the the Peloton instructor and know what to do. I can't watch a show. <laughs> right. You can't just watch a show. <laughs> Which is kind of a downside. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, when I row, I just want to zone off and I'm trying to go for like length of time now. So like, mm -hmm. oh, 30 minute row. I can't just like watch the rower. So I watch a show. Yeah. Like at my parents' house, they have an elliptical with no like fancy instructor screen or anything. So I just get on that and put a show on and yeah. Yeah, it's like mindless exercise. Yeah, no, I think it's good. It's better than nothing. And then we just started uh, the recent season of Succession. Mm, which is also the last one, right? Yeah, I believe it is. So many lasts, many finals. Yeah. I saw, I don't know when it's coming out, but uh, I saw a tweet from Witcher that was like, mm -hmm. hold tight till tomorrow or something, which I'm guessing meant it was coming out. The next day. Okay. So there may be uh, new episodes of Witcher out. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, that would be interesting. Is it uh, in this season, though, it's not Henry Caviezel anymore, right? Or is it? No, it's he's in this. This is last season. And then it's. um. Okay. What's the the Hemsworth guy? I, we figured out who it was last time. <laughs> not Chris. Liam. Liam. Yeah. Liam's the other one, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think yeah. there's like more brothers, but those are like the two famous ones. Yeah. I think there's another one that's, it's like the third Jonas brother. Like no one knows that guy. Yeah. Not as much. And he's not like <laughs> huge and shredded or something. Turns out it's like the other brother like looks like them, but it's like half the size. Yeah. Yeah. But also like at least being the third Jonas brother, you make you know, theoretically a third of the money from being in the band. Right. Like, uh, there's also another like Manning brother, right. Too, who like doesn't oh. play football. <laughs> yeah. Like being that kind of third brother has got to just be like, yeah. mm, oops. oops. I, <laughs> why didn't I hang out with them more? Yeah. Shouldn't have been mean to them. Yeah. Every time they asked me to play football in the backyard, like, no, I'm going to read this book. Mm. Like, I wish I had gone and played football, played football in the backyard. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, I think that brings us to about time here. So thanks, everybody, for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe. Leave us some ratings. Hit that five stars. And we will catch you next time. Boom, 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 boom. Thanks for listening to Whiskey Web and Whatnot. This podcast is brought to you by ShipShape and produced by Podcast Royale. 
If you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend or two and leave us a rating, maybe a review, as long as it's good. You can subscribe to future episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info about ShipShape and this show, check out our website at shipshape.io.